0: You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton. I know it's been a while since you heard from me. I'm calling this my reset program, yep, because I had a... Major reset in my life. Uh, I just underwent a major heart surgery. I went into the doctor, and I thought I was going to have a simple test done. I've been um, I've been having some some shortness of breath and a little bit of ch- chest pain when I exercised, and I thought you know there's something quite not quite right here. So I went in to see the doctor, and we scheduled some tests. I had done a a whole bunch of, uh, you know, treadmill and all that other stuff. Didn't find anything. So the doctor said, look, we have to do a cardiac catheterization. And that's where they actually send a scope up into your heart to see what's going on. Now, I wasn't really too keen on this, but uh, I thought maybe, okay, this will be simple. They'll put a stent in. It's an inpatient or excuse me, outpatient type of deal. So we scheduled it, and I went in for this procedure. Well, I'm in getting the catheterization. They gave you some pretty good drugs, I must say. And then the doctor says, uh, you're not leaving the hospital. You are going to have to go into emergency surgery, and you're going to have to have a quadruple bypass because you're not going to live for another week. Well, that's not exactly what I had anticipated hearing. And so I did, in fact, undergo that, that horrendous operation. It's now been about four weeks. I'm happy to say that I am recovering. It's going to be a, it's going to be a while, but I'm back with you. And uh, I'm calling this my Great Reset. So today on this show, I'm not going to have a guest. I'm going to just do it solo today because there's so much to talk about, about policing in America. So let's just get right down to it where I'm going to give you my view from the blue. Many of you may not be aware of it, but it is coming up this, this next few days is National Police Week. Now, what is National Police Week? It is a time when a week is set aside uh, during the mid, middle of May to acknowledge the sacrifice of the law enforcement officers in this country national police week is celebrated all over the nation by america's law enforcement officers and it is a particularly poignant time uh, especially in washington because there is a monument in the center of washington the national law enforcement officer memorial is there now I've been very involved with the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial for many years. As you know, if you've followed my, my show here, I spent 34 years as a police officer, 24 of those years with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. And 15 of my years with Metro, I was on the honor guard of the, of the police department. What does the honor guard do? It presides over the funerals of officers who've been killed in the line of duty or, uh, or died after retirement, uh, after serving honorably. But also part of that is to represent the police department at the nation's capital during police week. During that time, on normal years, uh, upwards thirty to 40,000 law enforcement officers from around the world will gather in Washington during Police Week, and at that time, all of the all of the officers who were killed the previous year, their names are engraved on the monument that is in the center of Washington. This monument bears more than twenty-two thousand names, the names of every police officer who has been killed in the line of duty throughout history. More than twenty-two thousand names are on that hunk of granite, and it is—it's a—it's a very poignant time. So officers from around the world come to this this memorial, and they show their respects. Uh, it's a—it's a very very um, emotional time. The families of those officers who were killed are in attendance, and every year the president of the United States, depending on who the president is is generally there and gives a speech. Now, only one or two times during recent years did a president not show up um, or spend a very short amount of time there. Um, Most presidents have been very, very generous with the time and, and actually showing deep respect. The last president, President Trump, was one such individual, um, the previous president, uh, Barack Obama, not so much and, um, and what has happened this year with, with the, the COVID there was no, there was no, um, in person celebration last year and there won't be any this year. So that's, it's unfortunate, but, uh, that's the, that's the reality. But the President of the United States, Joe Biden, gave a statement um, commemorating National Police Week, and during this statement, which is usually, you know, only reserved for honoring the sacrifice of the men and women of law enforcement, because this is the time when they honor the dead, but. Biden couldn't resist. He had to throw politics in. He had to he had to talk about how you now this is this is after he, he's talked about the sacrifice of the police. He then blames the police. He then blames the police for causing distrust in communities of color. I mean, I'm I'm so I'm so sickened by by the, what he said and the, and the politics that he played. It's really uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, read you something that I wrote as an op-ed regarding this, and um, this will be I'm gonna put this into a video and send it out. But here is uh, here is what I wrote concerning uh, the 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 president and also the National Law Enforcement Memorial Day and Memorial Week that is coming up. This week begins with what has been set aside for many years as National Police Week. It's a time when law enforcement service and sacrifice is meant to be acknowledged and honored. That sacrifice includes last year's death toll of 362 American law enforcement officers and the 119 line of duty deaths so far this year. Last year, approximately 60,000 officers were physically attacked. They were shot, they were stabbed, they were punched and kicked, had bottles, bricks, and rocks thrown at them. They were set aflame, and now during a week set aside to honor those men and women, the President of the United States chooses this moment to play anti-police politics in his statement, commemorating a week that is sacred to law enforcement, as he blamed police for creating distrust in American communities of color. America's law enforcement community is under siege as never before. The war on cops is real, despite what politicians and pundits tell us, and it is being fought on many fronts. The physical attacks are becoming more and more brazen, as unprovoked ambushes increase, and shootings of police take place almost daily. But the war on cops is much more insidious than simple frontal attacks. The media has become a propaganda tool, driving a wedge between the people and the police, purposefully choosing to perpetuate the false narrative of systemic police racism, even as it is the police themselves that are protecting all communities and putting their very lives on the line as they demonstrate their courage and commitment. Police of all colors, races, religions, and sexual orientation are committing thousands of acts of kindness and compassion and commitment to their communities every single day, yet you'll not find those reports on national media. Even more disturbing and debilitating to the law enforcement community is the abandonment they feel from their leadership, political and administrative. Ask any cop what they fear most about the job. It's not the streets. It's not the criminal element. It's the bosses. It's their own administrations and their own city council and their mayors and their governors and, yes, even their president that they're afraid of. Why? Certainly they don't pose the same physical threat as a man with a gun. It's because they have seen time after time, headline after headline, of cops being thrown to the wolves by the very people who are supposed to be on the same side. The side of protecting the people from the predators that kill and maim and rape and destroy their lives and their families through criminality. You see to a cop, the world is pretty much black and white. There are the bad guys, those who prey on others, they kill, they steal, they sexually abuse men, women and children, they destroy lives through criminality and violence. Then there are the good guys, those who wear a badge and willingly fight criminality. The teams of criminal justice professionals that support their work, the prosecutors, the corrections officers, and the community members who simply want to live their lives free of fear and intimidation and criminal victimization. To our police, the mission of law enforcement is clear. Protect the people we serve by enforcing the laws that have been created for the benefit of all the people. The reality is that law enforcement officers across the nation have been working honorably and diligently to accomplish that mission. Yet, that reality is being ignored. And in fact, is being manipulated by an army of agenda-driven activist groups, big-money radical special interest organizations, and complicit media lackeys, along with pandering politicians more concerned with staying in office than the welfare of the people they serve. Police work is meant to be a time for all Americans to honor the thousands of men and women who have given their lives in the line of duty while protecting the people of this nation. It's also a time of reflection for those who serve now or who dedicated their lives in service behind the badge. Virtually all of these men and women have been touched in some way by the line of duty, death, catastrophic injury, or suicide of a friend or colleague. In virtually all of these men and women carry within them the pain that comes with being a cop. Haunting memories of the child they could not save from drowning. The man whose hand they held as his life ebbed away on a dirty street. The accident scene with broken and torn bodies of teenagers just beginning their lives' journeys are all part of the tortured mosaic of a cop's life. And it is true courage and commitment that they manage those memories and continue to serve their communities. The Law Enforcement Memorial in Washington, D.C. is sacred ground for our nation's law enforcement officers. The monument has engraved upon its granite face more than 22,000 names. Names of those who have fallen in the line of duty. Each year during police week, tens of thousands of officers from throughout the world will visit that monument and gather to honor those names and in fellowship with one another. Unfortunately, because of the restrictions placed upon gatherings, this did not happen last year nor will it happen this year. So please allow me to share a very personal reflection of my experience at one such gathering. There are words engraved at the entrance to the law enforcement monument. In valor, there is hope. I stood transfixed before these words Carved in the mottled granite, candlelight reflected from thousands of badges gleaming proudly on the chests of the uniformed men and women gathered around the monument. As I watched, the words began to expand and undulate in time to the chorus of bagpipes. As homage was paid to the thousands of names, these few words would guard through eternity. I shivered despite the warmth of the May evening and felt an almost eerie sense of protection in the company of the souls of heroes. I looked around for a moment as the solemn sea of uniformed police officers raised their candles. There was something besides sadness to be read in these faces, be they smooth or craggy, yellow, black, white or brown. It was the look, the look of resolve visible through the tears flowing freely down their cheeks and onto their uniforms. I didn't bother to wipe away my own tears, for they bonded us together. Each one of us knew that we would never betray the trust placed in us by those we serve and those we serve with. We would never yield to those who would threaten or attempt to destroy our country, our way of life through crime, violence, or terrorism. We as a people will prevail over those who would harm us. None of us doubt the truth of these words. In valor, there is hope. I saw it in the faces of our nation's police officers as they stood surrounding the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and heard it in the silent voices of those whose names live forever carved upon its sacred stone. America, during this National Police Week 2021, now is the time to stand together with your police. Each day, they will work together to protect you and I and our communities to the best of their abilities. They will face the dangers and the hardships and pray they will come home to their families at the end of the shift. They ask little in return, but your support and recognition that they truly do serve and protect. They ask little in return, but your support and recognition that they truly do serve and protect can mean the world to them. A friendly hello, a nod, and a smile or a simple greeting can make a positive impact during their shift. So let's make Police Week 2021, a time for understanding and a time for unity. Five incredible years, and we're just getting started. Well, they say time flies when you're having fun. Well, it also flies by when you're on a mission of love. Love of country, that is. Well, our goal is to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. You can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. I want to tell you about a service that I think is absolutely critical if you're a law enforcement officer and also not just for you, but for your family as well. Because your personal information is being exposed on the internet and it's open for everyone to see. This was something that was pointed out to me and it, it actually shocked me. It's dangerous because officers are being targeted all over the country. They're being doxxed. Protesters are showing up at their front door, their accounts are being hacked. And you got to do what you can to protect yourself. There is a great website, officerprivacy.com. Officerprivacy.com can actually help. It's owned by a retired law enforcement officer, and they have literally helped thousands of cops all over the country. His team removes your information from websites that actually show your personal details. And Who doesn't want that now, right, with what's going on? But you got to get ahead of all this, and you can't wait for something to happen and say, oh boy, I should have done something about it, because it's too late by then. So do this. Go to officerprivacy.com and sign up today. You'll feel better after you sign up for officerprivacy.com, because you will have an extra layer of privacy and protection. I recommend it. It's a smart thing to do. Go to officerprivacy.com, sign up. And do it today. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Hi, this is Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement on the America Out Loud network. And everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values and unfortunately, a lot of the big players in online shopping they don't. They instead they they promote a bunch of of, of activists that that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So, I, but you know what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is ShopToTheRight.com. Now ShopToTheRight.com dot is a new endeavor but it is it is gaining traction for shopping online and putting your your wares online if you are a business and and looking for customers that care about the country they care about patriotism care about values that the most of us uh, do share and 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 it really comes down to this do you want to give your money to? companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation. Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. you got to check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling, and you're a company, check it out. ShopToTheRight.com. Tell them Randy sent you. For all of my law enforcement, active and retired, great announcement something you especially if you're working whether you are a patrol officer or you're a chief you want to listen to this because you want to sign up for this asap the wounded blue which is of course the organization that i founded the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers is announcing right now for the first time the law enforcement survival summit that is being hosted by the Wounded Blue at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas October 28, 29 and 30. This is the one training event that you want to attend because it's about everything that involves surviving a law enforcement career. It encompasses physical survival tactics by two of the most incredible and experienced instructors, Dave and Betsy Smith. They together have uh, have probably saved more lives than than uh, any other duo in training history. Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, the author of Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement, is going to be one of the presenters. Uh, Jason Schechterly, whose story of survival, after being incredibly burned in a in a when his patrol car was struck his story of survival is incredible he's going to be one of the speakers there are going to be amazing speakers presenters classes and you don't want to miss this we're only going to allow 300 in-person people and that's in las vegas october 28th through the 30th and then the night of the 30th is the brothers in blue bash so go to the woundedblue.org that's the woundedblue.org and you want to register right now for this event because it's going to sell out quick and you do not want to miss it it just may save your life let's talk about everything that's going on in the police world because i'm telling you we could fill up hours with what's happening you know i like to look at some of the news that's going on around the country and give you my take on it, because rarely will you get the law enforcement perspective, which is what this show is all about, right? You tune in to listen to what a real perspective is about what's happening in America when it comes down to law enforcement. First of all, let's talk about the violence. The violence towards cops is ratcheting up at an alarming rate. Just in the last few days, the last few days, uh, we have lost four officers to murder. Uh, two were killed today. I li- literally was given information just a half hour ago. Um, excuse me. One was, was killed in Stockton, California. An officer was just seated in his car. The individual came up and shot him to death. Uh, um, yesterday, or earlier today, two Texas officers were murdered when they were shot to death after uh, an animal complaint, believe it or not. Another officer was killed while serving a search warrant in California, and an officer killed before then. I mean, it is literally, and and then there was a whole bunch of officers who were shot who who were critically injured. What is taking place? What is happening in America where people feel that they are able to get away with shooting police officers. Could it be that all of the culmination of the anti-law enforcement lobby that has been with us for the last couple of years has poisoned the, the, the people to the point where they believe that it's acceptable to attack law enforcement? Is it possible that because of the rules and regulations and laws that have been passed by liberal democratic politicians in New York and California and Minneapolis and a bunch of other places where there are no consequences for crime, is it possible that, that people who would not normally even consider attacking a cop suddenly feel empowered because they are watching what's happening across America with no bail for offenses and and the acceptable criminality that is now being shrugged off throughout the nation i'm i'm not a i'm not a, a sociologist i don't know who's got the answer to this but i believe i have a fairly good sense of common sense and that common sense tells me that the current um, aspects of, of, of the media with, with their attacks on law enforcement, the agendas that are being put forth by liberal politicians as they jump on the anti-law enforcement bandwagon, all of that is playing a role. All that is a factor in all of these attacks on cops. And in, when I read some of these news stories, it just, it's, it frustrates me immensely because what's happening across America is debilitating the American law enforcement community. For instance, here's one. This is from, I used to be a policeman in New Jersey. A little town called Princeton, and one of the reasons I left there after ten years as being a cop was the liberal mentality that infected the the uh, city government, town government. I mean, they were it was it was some of the stuff that they were doing was ridiculous. This was a long time ago, so it's not getting better over there. It's getting worse. And here's a perfect example. This is from a small town, not far from, in fact, a neighboring community to Princeton. Here's the headline. Town fires cop, suspends sergeant for calling Black Lives Matter terrorists in a social media post. A 20-year veteran of the Hopewell Police Department was fired by the town council after she referred to Black Lives Matter as terrorists in a heartfelt Facebook post last summer about her children's fear that she would be hurt at work. Uh, A Hopewell Police Department sergeant, who replied to a comment on the post, was slapped with a six-month suspension as well as a demotion. And the town council's vote on the disciplinary action was unanimous. Yeah, unanimous. Well, that shows you the mentality of the people on the town council of, of Hopewell. Now, um, the uh, attorney representing the Hopewell Police Department, Sergeant Mandy Gray, and now former officer Sarah Irwin, said the town council's actions against her clients were, and I'm going to quote, disgraceful and cowardice. I I couldn't agree more. Um, Sergeant Gray was the first female officer in the history of the Hopewell PD. Both she and Irwin had received numerous commendations, no disciplinary history, and now what did they do? Because they didn't like that they weren't politically correct. They destroyed the careers of these two dedicated officers. So, when you think about what a Facebook post can do, simply... simply. um, Utilizing a social media platform to talk about something that is that you disagrees with the <clears throat> liberal mindset of of a town can get you literally fired. So you know what was so what was this what was this horrible thing that 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 she wrote? Well, I'm going to read it to you. Just checking in to say thank you to those. They reached out to make sure that I and my coworkers were doing okay as we worked the night shift this weekend. I've been kind of quiet regarding the protests and riots because, quite frankly, I couldn't find the right words. Last night, as I left for work, I had my two kids crying for me not to go to work. I don't think I've ever felt the way I did last night. And then I watched people I know and others I care about going into harm's way. I love my police family like I like my like my own. So when you share posts and things on Facebook, I'd really appreciate if you'd think before doing so. I've seen so many Black Lives Matter hashtags in these posts. Just to let you know, they are terrorists. They hate me. They hate my uniform. They don't care if I die. So kindly, if you feel the movement I mentioned is what you like, then delete me, unfriend me, and I'll do the same. I'm done with it. That's it. That's what she wrote. That is what got her fired. And because the sergeant put a like, you know, hit that like button, she lost her job as a sergeant and demoted. It's outrageous, outrageous that these officers could have their, basically their entire First Amendment right stripped away from them because of the liberal... Insanity of the city council or of the town council of Hopewell. You know, the the fact of the matter is this: Black Lives Matter, as an organization, has called for the over literally the overthrow of the government of the United States. They call for the uh, abolishment of police. They call for violence. They call for um, protests that end in in riots and 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 arson and and looting and because this officer felt that that that, that activity that those actions are those of terrorists and i thought that, that 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 um post she wrote was heartfelt there was nothing objectionable in that except if you're you know one of these insane liberal power mad um, town council people where that hold the that literally hold the your your life in, in if you're a police officer and your employment in their hands well you don't like what they say the political uh, the political uh, uh, left will destroy you and we've seen this across the country and this is just one more glaring example of the failure of cities and failure of leadership to treat their people like human beings now i i i know that they these officers are going to be suing i hope i hope that they sue not just the city but i hope they sue each one of those individuals personally oh but wait a minute they have qualified immunity don't they Oh, yeah, the same thing that they've been voting to take away from the police. Yeah, they have qualified immunity from their decisions. So they're basically untouchable when it comes down to their decision-making. But they need to be held accountable. And the city needs to be held accountable. And they need to pay out millions. I hope they get hit with millions of... Of dollars in damages, and then the people of Hope. Well, I hope you have the guts to stand up and say, you know what? What they did wasn't right, and you vote them out of office because that's the only way to handle these turds is to flush them down the toilet. Well, that was, you know, that was kind of musical, wasn't it? All right, so that's one of the that's one of the stories, one of the anti-law enforcement stories. But there's plenty more. New Orleans Zoo cancels pro-police promotion. Citing divisive potential. This is just, this is sickening. The, uh, after drawing up plans to offer discounts to anyone wearing blue to show support for the New Orleans Police Department, the Audubon Nature Institute announced Tuesday it was canceling the six-day promotion, citing feedback that, quote, this event could be unintentionally divisive. Uh, yeah, Okay. A statement from spokesman for the Audubon Zoo uh, said that the purpose of hosting Blue at the zoo, May 11th through the 16th, which of course is Police Week, alongside the New Orleans Police and Justice Foundation, was to promote and foster positive interactive experiences with the police department, which, that's that's great, All right? That's exactly what they should do. But, in an announcement last week of the promotion as well as planned news conference It triggered, quote, feedback from members of our community and from persons outside of our community, which convinced Audubon to scrap the idea. So, a few loudmouths bitch about the fact that they're hosting something as pro-police. How many? Two, three, six? What difference does it make? You don't have the guts to just say to them, go piss up a rope. We're having this. This is positive. This is something good for our community. This is good for the police. This is good because it allows interaction. But you see, these these Cretans don't want positive interaction between the police and the people because that doesn't feed their narrative. No, we can't have that because we have to continue to feed the, the nonsense of the systemic police racism idea, because that's what gets us votes, and that's what keeps our movement going, and that's what gets people to send us money. Yeah. So, uh, the New Orleans Zoo canceled this. And you know what? I, this is... Who, who The board of directors needs to look at this. The board of directors of that zoo needs to look at the leadership who made these decisions, because... What kind of leader makes this decision? It's time for it's time for a little shakeup of the zoo, but uh, this is just another one of the of the thousands of examples across the United States of how people are being are are now treating their police like pariahs. Now, you know, here's here's talk, let's talk about Black Lives Matter for a bit because they were in the news again. With their new Black Lives Matter released their new list of demands for the United States Senate. Now, they're not—I got to say this for Black Lives Matter—they don't—they don't hold back. They're very transparent about what their ideas are. Their ideas are to end policing, get rid of prisons overthrow the justice system they're not they're not being quiet about it so how is it possible that they're giving they're given this incredible credibility and support by everybody from the president of the United States to to college professors to corporations that that can't wait to send the money to millions and millions of dollars by the way this is, I, I don't know about you, but I find this kind of ironic. The three women who began Black Lives Matter as an organization in the movement were all um, dyed-in-the-wool, unapologetic Marxist communists. Yes, you heard me. They don't make any bones about it. Well, suddenly, people are sending them millions of dollars. And what's happening? Yeah, you guessed it. they they're say the same three, those same three socialists are now spending money like drunken sailors. They're spending money on all kinds of stuff. They're buying big estates for themselves, and uh, yeah, and and some of the people that are um, uh, at the at the outer rings of Black Lives Matter are going, wait a minute, well, where's the money that's supposed to fund the the movement? Yeah, well, so, okay, so here's the new, here's the new, uh, they released a new set of demands. This is their, this is the latest wish list from Black Lives Matter demanded that the U.S. Senate immediately convict former President Donald Trump and ban him from ever holding elected office again. Now, they didn't offer what grounds or charges this should be happening under, but, that's that's a, that's a demand. Also, they called for more than half of the United States House uh, Republican Party to be expelled from Congress, as well as Republican U.S. senators. Um, and uh, let's see, what else did what else? Um, oh yeah, here's what they said: more than half the Republican representatives and multiple senators stoked Trump's conspiracy theories and encouraged the white supremacists to take action to overturn the election. So, they've demanded a full investigation into the ties between white supremacy and the Capitol Police law enforcement and the military and uh, went on to call police departments a safe haven for the white supremacist movement and that the badge was created for that purpose. Did you know that? Wow, I didn't know that the badge was created to, to for white supremacy, damn. It's news to me. So Black Lives Matter continued to demand their latest list for police departments to be defunded nationwide. Yep, okay, so they also demanded that the politicians not use the Capitol riot as an excuse to crack down on Black Lives Matter movement um, by heightened surveillance. So what they were referred to was rioting, looting, and burning that plagued the large Democratic-run cities And they term that the Freedom Summer. So we don't, here's with the quote. We don't need new domestic terror laws, facial recognition, or any other police power for the state. Our government should protect righteous protest and stay focused on the real issue, which is, of course, rooting out white supremacy. There are enough laws, resources, and intelligence that were not used to stop the coup. Our elected officials must uncover why. So... If um, Black Lives Matter doesn't get, their, doesn't get their way, I guess there's going to be more hell to pay in America's cities. But they're not terrorists. Uh, hmm. no, they're, just, they're just concerned citizens. So, but the Department of Justice, they are certainly showing their true colors as the Department of Justice announces investigations into police departments all over the country. Yep, the weaponization of the Department of Justice against law enforcement has begun in earnest. We saw this under the Obama administration when more police agencies received the, um, the uh, treatment by the Department of Justice as far as investigating them for pattern and practice abuses than ever before. All of the presidents in history never combined never had as many um, investigations as the Obama administration did. And they they cost the taxpayers millions and millions and millions of dollars, um, destroyed morale on law enforcement agencies, went to war basically with the police, and it's happening again right now. Uh, Biden's going to be even worse because clearly he uh, he's uh, uh, picked up the the mantle of, um, of liberal insanity and is moving forward at an incredible pace. So, like I said, we could talk about this for hours. I'm kind of running out of time, but I guarantee you we're going to have a whole lot more time next show. So, thanks for uh, tuning in this week to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I'm glad to be back with you. Make sure that you support The Wounded Blue, www.thewoundedblue.org. Remember, this is National Police Week. Just nod and say hello to your local officer. Tell them thanks for what you do. It can mean a whole lot. And remember this. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Protect America. I want you to mark off on your calendars an amazing event. I talked to you about it before. We had a couple false starts because of the COVID insanity. But the Brothers in Blue Bash is happening. It is happening October 30th here in Las Vegas at the amazing Ahern Hotel. Now, let me tell you a little bit about it. The Brothers of Blue Bash is the largest celebration of law enforcement, unity, and pride in America. This is going to be a memorable night. It's going to have awards for uh, some amazing people. It's going to have music. It's going to have food. It's going to have entertainment. It's going to be a night to remember. And it is all going to benefit the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Officers. So this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. There's going to be a live auction. There's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be some great guns getting raffled off. And we're going to have a hell of a lot of fun at the Ahern Hotel. Now, how do you... Get your tickets. Let's. The tickets are cheap. Ninety-five bucks a person. Uh, you can get a table for I think it's nine fifty. Uh, go to the, go to Facebook, the Brothers in Blue Bash, and reserve your tables now. It's already half sold out. So you want to get your tables. You want to be there. Uh, the Ahern Hotel is given a special discount rate. Of, it's like a hundred bucks a night. This is a phenomenal hotel, and you don't want to miss this. So go to. The Brothers in Blue Bash on Facebook, or go to the the uh, website at thewoundedblue.org and get your tickets. And I will be there. I look forward to seeing you there. It's for cops. It's for former cops. It's for anybody that supports law enforcement. Be there. Largest celebration of law enforcement unity and pride in America, the Brothers in Blue Bash. See you then, October 30th. I want to tell you about an organization that I'm going to ask you to support. It's called the wounded blue and you can see it at the They are the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers. Now by, uh, I have to tell you the truth and that is that I am the founder of that organization and the national director. What do they do? They provide peer support for injured and disabled officers all over the United States. They have a team of dedicated police officers, all who have been shot or stabbed or beaten or run over or faced psychological trauma. And they know exactly what these men and women are going through today. It's free, of course, because this is a national nonprofit charitable organization. They don't take any fees. Nobody makes any money on this deal. This is just about helping those men and women who have sacrificed so much for their communities and their country. Check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Your support is, is really needed. These men and women uh, have been abused in ways you can't even imagine. In fact, if you got a moment, go to Amazon.com and look at our documentary film called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. You will be shocked. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org, and support these men and women. Thank you. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So, why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill free, patent pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great. Convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H E A L T H Y C E L L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. End of Watch, with Randy Sutton. Each week, here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. Unfortunately, this week I have way too many names to read. The first is Sergeant Chris Ward and Deputy Sheriff Uh, Logan Fox of the Watauga County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Sergeant Chris Ward and Deputy Sheriff Logan Fox were shot and killed while conducting a welfare check at a home on Hardiman Circle. A co-worker of the homeowner had requested a welfare check after the man did not report for work and was not answering his phone. Responding officers discovered all the vehicles belonging to the owner in the driveway. As Sergeant Ward and Deputy Fox entered the home to check on the occupant's Someone inside opened fire, striking both deputies. Backup officers were able to extract Sergeant Ward from the home, but were unable to reach Deputy Fox. Sergeant Ward was flown to a hospital in Johnson City, Tennessee, where he succumbed to his injuries. The subject barricaded himself inside of the house and continued to shoot law enforcement officers who were on the perimeter throughout the day. He committed suicide several hours into the barricade. Deputy Fox was retrieved from the residence and pronounced dead. Each of these officers gave their lives in the line of duty. The next is police officer Chris Farrar of the Chandler Police Department in Arizona. Police officer Chris Farrar was struck and killed by a vehicle during a vehicle pursuit of a stolen vehicle involving multiple agencies. Deputies with Pinal County Sheriff's Office had initiated the pursuit of a known felon shortly after 10 p.m. The driver of the vehicle fired shots at the responding officers before entering Chandler, Arizona. The man drove through a gate and onto the runway of the Chandler Regional Airport and then back into the community. He drove into a car dealership on East Motorplex Loop where he stole a truck. As the man exited the dealership, he struck Officer Farrar and a Gilbert police officer, causing both to suffer critical injuries. Officer Farrar was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to those injuries. The man continued to flee but was taken into custody after being shot at by pursuing officers. Officer Chris Ferrar, Chandler Police Department, Arizona. End of Watch, Friday, April 30, 2021. Corporal Keith Heacock, Correction, Corporal Keith Heacock of the Del Mar Police Department in Maryland. Corporal Keith Heacook succumbed to injuries sustained on April 25th, 2021, when he was assaulted after responding to a fight call in the 11,000 block of Buckingham Drive in Delmar, Delaware. He was the only officer on duty when he responded to the call at approximately 5 a.m. Corporal Heacook was assaulted by a male subject who then repeatedly stomped on his head after he had become unconscious. The man then assaulted an elderly couple who lived across the street. Officers from the Delaware State Police and Wicomoco County Sheriff's Office, Maryland, were dispatched to check on Ke- Corporal Heacook when he failed to respond to dispatchers. He was taken to a hospital in Baltimore where he succumbed to his injuries on April 28, 2021. The man who assaulted him was charged with murder. Corporal Keith Hecook, Delmar Police Department, Maryland. End of Watch Wednesday, April 28, 2021. Detective Luca Benedetti of the San Luis Obispo Police Department, California. Detective Luca Benedetti was shot and killed as he and other detectives executed a search warrant as part of an investigation into a series of burglaries. The detectives approached the apartment, identified themselves, and asked to enter. They waited an extended period of time with no response before forcing entry into the apartment. The subject was laying in wait inside and opened fire as detectives entered the apartment. Detective Benedetti and another detective were both struck. The subject was also wounded by return fire and later committed suicide. Detective Benedetti was tra- transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. Detective Luca Benedetti, San Luis Obispo Police Department, California. End of watch, Monday, May 10th, 2021. Each of these officers died in the line of duty, serving and protecting. May they rest in peace. Well thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American Law Enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Now you can find me at Facebook under the Voice of American Law Enforcement and I really do welcome your comments and your suggestions. And also I ask you to support the organization that does so much for our injured and disabled officers thewoundedblue.org. Check them out at thewoundedblue.org. And uh, once again, I will see you again next week where we will once again talk about all things law enforcement here at Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. It's Randy Sutton signing off.